welcome to So What's the Problem, where we rewatch a movie from our youth to determine if it's problematic by today's standards. I'm Jen. And I'm Jimmy, and today we'll be discussing Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, or as it says on UK, uh, UK Prime, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Because, you know, differences. I don't know. We'll get into that. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. talk about that. Um, it was released on the 7th of June 1991 in the US and the 22nd of May in the UK 1992. And Ireland on the 7th of August oh. 1992. So almost, well, an entire year <laughs> before we got it. And I'm pretty sure it was a direct-to-video. I don't think it was ever released in cinemas here, but it may have been. I'm not 100% sure about that. It was written by Neil Wando and uh, Tara Eisen, and it was directed by Stephen Herrick. Uh, it stars Christina Applegate, Joanna Cassidy, Keith Coogan, uh, Josh Charles, Danielle Harris. Jimmy and I have thought of problems the movie has, three each, and we'll discuss them. We also have thought of one positive thing about the movie. Oh, <laughs> what's your history with this movie? I don't have one. I watched it for the first time last night. <laughs> I remember seeing trailers for it. And we'll get in mm-hmm. into why I think I didn't watch it with my first problem. Okay. Uh, so, what's your history with it? I've seen it one million times. <laughs> um, I probably rented it pretty quickly after it came out. I don't think I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I, I even remember, like, I watched it enough that I remember vividly that, like, I have a copy I bought at the video store. Because I don't know if they did this there, but at some video stores here, they would cut up the box the vhs was in and they would put it in more of a clamshell case and so you would have these weird movies that clearly used to just come in the paper box but were in a clamshell box i watched it a million times i have it on dvd i haven't i realized it's been a while since i watched it um but i've probably watched it like at least within the last 10 years right okay and uh before we talk about anything i wanted to ask you if you noticed the score like where it was from? Where it was? No, I I I remember not liking the score. <laughs> well, there was there was one time like I'd seen it a million times, right? Mm. But there was one time I think in high school where I'm watching it and all of a sudden the score starts bothering me and I can't figure it out. And I'm like, there's something about this that is driving me crazy. And I don't know how long it took me to figure it out or how I figured it out, but I finally realized. The composer reuses Heather's score in this movie. Mm. There are multiple pieces from Heather's in this right. movie. I thought the music was out of place. It's Heather's. Yeah, it's not really the the kind of... Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it probably <laughs> sounds a lot better in Heather's, because I hated the music mm-hmm. in this, because... <laughs> oh, I love the music Oh, it's just this. so silly and out of place and oh, I don't know. but hey ho anyway let's just get on with the, the problems Jen hopefully you've found some in this movie that you like <laughs> what's your first I thought I would find more Um. okay so my first problem and this is a huge problem is the mother that's my second problem <laughs> I think she's a terrible I think she's a terrible person Um. First of all, I had, you know, you know, me and, and uh, dealing with how I've aged, considering I feel like I'm like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point she said, I've had a rough 37 years and I need a break. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, 
I want to die if I'm two years older than her. Like, I was like, do I look this old? Like, what's the deal? And when I looked the actress up, she's in her mid-40s. So that made me feel better because she did not look 37. <laughs> I think that was kind of the point, though, wasn't it? Maybe, maybe. But for a second, it get, look, I just had a birthday and I get really depressed around my birthday. Not because yeah. of getting older, but just for other reasons. So, like, that was going to really, really bug me. But, okay, so she's mother of five. All kids who are in school, who are, like, of school age, except for the one who just graduated high school. She has, first of all, she's hired a babysitter and hasn't bothered to talk to them. Like, she clearly has not talked to them about the plan for the summer because they assume they're going to be alone, right? And at one point in the movie, Sue Ellen gets mad at her brother for having the air on too high and uh she's talking about how she's got bills to pay um and you know and that bill would the you know for the air conditioning would be too high and i'm like why wouldn't why would the mother go away for three months and not prepay her bills like this woman has left them for the summer with a stranger that she did not give them warning about um who she doesn't even know. She's trusting her children with this woman for the entire summer. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't taken care of bills and stuff. Um, and that house is disgusting. Yeah. I wanted to throw up every time I saw that. Yeah. House. Like, like you'd think the house would be messy because the kids are alone, but it was like that already. Um, it was, I was talking to Dylan about it earlier and I said, it reminded me of uh, the house in the first, the kitchen in the first season of party of five, which when we were recording our, our party of five podcast and covering the first season, I was constantly mentioning that kitchen because it made me want to puke, but their kitchen was messy because their parents were dead. This mom, like I get the whole thing is that the kids are out of control. They do whatever they want. They don't help around the house. They don't take any responsibility, but like, what the hell woman? Like, Uh-oh. I just don't think she, I, they do so much better without her that I feel like maybe she should have moved to Australia and uh, sent a check every once in a while. And Sue Ellen, and I already forgot the, the, the oldest brother's name, but they, they could have taken care of the kids together. Kenny? Kenny, yes. Yeah. I'm with you a hundred percent. The mom, <laughs> she's awful. She, she's, that was my second problem. So I'll just make it my first as well. <laughs> um... Right, who buggers off for two months to Australia? I understand that people need a break, but two months at the other side of the world, away from your kids, and then you don't tell them about an Mm -hmm. elderly babysitter? Who hires an elderly babysitter? I mean, I get, like, if if that's who you find that's able to drop their life for a couple of months and come take care of kids, but wouldn't uh-huh. you, like, introduce them to the kids first? Like, wouldn't you try to make sure there's someone that's going to be compatible? Like, it seems as though they've just met her. Yeah, they have, yeah. The fact that she's leaving and she has not talked to her children about the plans is very concerning. Yeah, and also maybe, you know... A little tip to the mum here. See, if you actually brought your children up properly, then maybe the oldest child would be able to look after the others. Yeah. But well, instead, your oldest child is lying there and smoking in front of you. <laughs> and it's like you don't give yeah. a shit that your oldest child is smoking in front of you. She's clearly given up. She's a woman who has given up on her children. In the pandemic, you know, kids are being... Are, you know, their parents are having to do their schooling. And I know a lot of people that have struggled because they trusted their kids. And it turns out their kids are lying about assignments and stuff. 
Uh-huh. And so they're struggling, but they're trying to make it work. And then I know someone who just stopped making her kid go to school because she was like, I can't get him to do it. So, like, why bother making him do the work? And, like, ignored when the school called to be like, why hasn't your child done, like, literally anything this year? That is the kind of mother this is. Where she's like, oh, things got hard. I'm quitting. Like, I get that, like, raising five children on your own must be horrible. But for the sake of, like, the inf- like for what we know with this movie, <laughs> she has clearly just given up. Yeah. Which, like, why would they respect her? Like, why would they show her any... Re- I mean, they probably weren't showing her respect before she gave up. But, like, why would they respect her or listen to her if she's clearly just, you know... Yeah. Just lets them do whatever they want. And I think the movie tries to sort of tell us that she's not that bad because she comes home early. She just comes back early for the plot. Because she hasn't really learned anything. She just, I mean... <sighs> Ultimately, this is a movie about some kids who uh, don't learn how to take on responsibility and take care of themselves and each other until their mother leaves, right? And not in the same kind of way as, like, Home Alone. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, these guys do not need their mom at all. And they do a really good job taking care of themselves. Yeah, no, I mean, there is a positive in it. Did you like this movie or did you hate it? (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I didn't hate it. I don't know what you thought of this movie. Yeah, I okay. forgot to tell you. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I didn't hate it. Yeah, it's okay. It's a bit long. It mm-hmm. sort of plods, like in the middle of the work stuff. And right when I saw the trailer for this, I, I I must have I have seen the trailer for it when I was younger, but I must have forgotten things about it because. And then I'll just get into my my next problem, right? Which was my first, but is now my second. But I'll just go and jump the gun before you get into yours. The title mm-hmm. is too long because <laughs> um, uh, when I write this up on the website, I'm going to have to write, so what's the problem? And then um, don't tell mum the babysitter's dead. <laughs> and then the year. Uh, so and also in the file, which is going to be a bit of a bugger. But still, you hear the title and you think it's going to be like a weekend at Bernie's type thing, mm-hmm. where they have to hide the you know the fact that the baby her, babysitter's dead and they have to you know pretend that she's alive and stuff like that. But no, they just dump the body and then she goes to work. And I was when I was watching it last night for the first time, I was like, okay, I didn't expect that. I didn't think this was like a workplace comedy. Um, <laughs> Hadn't thought of it that way. I my my thing with the title is that, I mean, first of all, I'm so used to the title that yeah, you know, it's it's just the title, and I also have never been super affected by titles. Like it was a long time before I understood why, or I st- I don't know, I still don't understand it. Like why people would be like, yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer looks good, but I'm not going to watch it because it's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Like, I've never understood that. Although I do remember when How I Met Your Mother came on, I was like, well, that's going to get canceled because it's called How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um, and that's when I realized it it doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the A long title doesn't matter. Um, the thing is, this movie was originally called The Real World, and they had to change it um, because The Real World premiered <laughs> on yeah. MTV. And the thing is, is the real world represents the movie better, I think. 
And yeah. it, although it does make it seem like a lot, it, and it makes it seem more grown up. Like it doesn't make it seem like a kiddie movie, you know. Um, but it's also kind of boring. And then Don't Tell Me Baser's Dead is like, it's a really long title and it doesn't fully represent the movie, mm-hmm. but it definitely catches you. Like when I think about yeah. like at, at this age, like when I'm like nine or 10 wanting to watch a movie, I know I was more likely to want to watch a movie called Don't Tell Me Baser's Dead than the real world. Yeah, right. Like, that's true. I don't know what the good title would have been, but it gets your attention. I keep wanting to call it uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shit <laughs> just because of the mob. Uh, I'm used to the word mob. Although it does make more sense that the Americans say mom because that's more like M-O from mother. Mm-hmm. Whereas mum doesn't really make sense. We call it, we say it, we say mum. Uh, but yeah, uh, we invented the language those. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, wow. Not actually, that's not actually true. I can barely speak English. <laughs> yeah, the title just... It made me think the movie was going to be something different. So I'm glad that it wasn't that, because I was expecting something ridiculous and something like um, Weekend at Bernie's type thing. Because the babysitter and the fact that the babysitter's dead is prominent in the title of the movie, and Mm -hmm. it's got absolutely bugger all to do with the actual movie after a certain point. And then it's brought up again as a gag at the end uh, and during the credits. Um, it's just going to be a bugger typing it up when I'm putting it on the website. It's going to be a long title on the website this week. This is kind of like sliding doors where I was like, it's been a bit since I've seen it, so surely there's going to be some massive problems. And I'm like, oh, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't have those problems because it's honestly, considering what it is and considering there are some, you know, some holes in the in the plot, like it's actually a pretty, it's a pretty decent movie. Yeah, it's okay, yeah. Like, it's not, I mean, obviously you're not going to put it up where there with, like, you know, The Godfather or something, but, like, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a much better film than you'd expect based uh-huh. on the time and the title and, yeah. and everything. Um, Christina Applegate is really good, and uh-huh. there's, it, it, there's a lot of um, tropes and stuff that they don't fall on, which is impressive. Um, yeah. I've got a couple of issues with the love interest, though. Well, I know I'm going to talk about that with my third problem. Right, that's okay then. Because it's not one of my problems, but we can talk about that, so that's good. So what is your actual second problem, then? Okay, so here's where I have... So I have some problems where, like... I know that our problems are supposed to be, like, if we're watching it and something bugs us. Mm -hmm. But I tend to... To me, the kind of problems that I want to fixate on are usually, like... A huge plot hole, like or well, just, fine. Like, be honest, just something that doesn't make sense. Remember, and, I, I picked a bow tie once. I know it well, and that's the thing is like, I my problems with this, like I had to just come up with things that just like bother me when I watch them. But like, it's hard for me to choose something that bothers me, but I think belongs in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, I want to pick problems that I think don't belong in the movie, but I couldn't do that with this, um, because most of the problems I came up with, uh, I actually explained away. <laughs> Like right. they they I they made sense when I thought about it. So I'll just say Gus, even though Gus I think needs to exist in the movie. Um, there was some Me Too stuff in this movie uh, <laughs> pretty early on. Like I think this is one of those things where I watch it and I'm like, okay, this helped shape me because this movie makes it clear Gus is a creep. Mm-hmm. He is harassing Sue Ellen. 
Um, and he gets his in the end. And, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm surrounded by people who like, would be like, well, that's just men. But like Uh. this movie taught me, no, you don't just accept that that's just men. Um, Gus is such a creep. Like he does that thing where he's like, I'm hitting on you and I want to sleep with you. But if your answer's no, Hey, I'm joking. Like he actually says it. He does say that. Yeah. Like, and this is somebody who is wanting Rose to break up with him because he sends flowers to Sue Ellen in the office. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so messed up. And it made me wonder if, like, because he does react when he finds out she's a teen, but I'm like, does he really care? I don't think he gives a shit, to be honest. Yeah, it's... He still thinks she's hot, so I don't think... Grosses me out so much, and it's like, when I was a kid, he grossed me out. And as an adult, whenever I... There's a lot of stuff in this movie that I did not understand the first, like, ten times I saw it. Right. And I understand it now, and I don't (laughs) like it. (laughs) I actually forgot his name was Gus. I only remember because I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, it just it just didn't occur to me to... I didn't write anything about him. I was just... It's because he's disgusting. Yeah. Right. See what, what I you? did there? I see what you did, yeah. <laughs> um, he's just a standard 90s um, romantic comedy bad guy type thing, really, isn't he? Not... Yeah, but he's more blatant. Like, he's yeah. more obvious about it than, yeah. than they usually are. It's ridiculous because he does actually say to her, I want to sleep with you, but um, if you don't want to, I was, I'm joking. It's all right. It's mm-hmm. fine. And he says that. Because he thinks that's charming. Times. Yeah. He thinks it's charming. And there are men who do. They think that kind of thing would be very charming. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think that, like, just saying that gives them, you know, plausible deniability. It's, yeah. oh God, it's so frustrating. And I just, the scenes with him, I just, I'm so glad she doesn't take it, right? Mm-hmm. Sue Ellen is very mature. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you can see how she like faked her way into this job and then was just kind of good at it. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she I, gets there, so that's good. That, that Jezebel piece I was reading was like, she knows how to delegate, which most people don't. Like, exactly. you could see it as, like, her getting someone else to do her job, which, I mean, technically it is. But it's also, like, a lot, especially women don't like to delegate because they don't want people, like, they. we have to prove that we're capable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we have to prove we can do this job. And she, like, when she sees the opportunity, she just goes along with it. And, like, she's not bullying the chick from Twin Peaks into it or anything. Um, the woman like offers, but mm-hmm. she she gets the work done. I couldn't. I'm I'm a grown ass adult who's probably more qualified for that job than she is, and I would crash and burn. Right. So I've already said both my my <laughs> first two problems. So do you want to say your third, or will I say my third, and then you can say yours after that? Uh, you can say your third. Right. My third problem is. Carolyn, the secretary. Yeah. Um, she was right. Yeah. <laughs> but she also has a terrible personality. Like she's not a good she's not a nice person. No. Well, my husband was telling me earlier that he feels bad that this movie has colored his uh feelings about that actress because anytime she pops pops up on screen on anything else, he's like, Look at that bitch. Like I, I mean he he didn't call her a bitch, but I'm calling her a bitch. Yeah. But like I was like, No, I feel the same way. Like she's so good. <laughs> In this yeah, she is good, but she um she does go about things the wrong way. She absolutely does, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not defending her, but she's, <laughs> but she's but, right. But she's right, yeah. 
And the movie still sort of treats her as the villain. Mm. And then, I mean, at the end, nothing really bad happens to her or David the company, but the card gets messed up, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just, it doesn't really go anywhere. Well, here's the thing, is that I think that her most important function is that when Rose offers Sue Ellen the job so quickly, uh-huh. um, normally you would question that. You would be like, why is she just hiring her like that? But after seeing just like a minute of Carolyn, uh-huh. you can see why she would be desperate to find someone else like this is someone who has you know worked her way to where like this is a this is the next step for her right like she should have this job she's qualified for the job but she's she's so well written and well acted that like we immediately know she is insufferable and that no one would want to work with her and it is believable that you would just desperately grab the first person you saw that you thought could do that job instead yeah no i understand that but Sue Ellen does the wrong thing. Yeah. She does get away with it. She even says mm-hmm. she got away with it at the end. And, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with the whole babysitter situation because the, the, the mum, you know, asks what happened to the babysitter. Uh, but she does get away with it. And she doesn't really... I mean, I like Sue Ellen, but she doesn't really... Um, she still gets offered the job. At the place that she's work that she you know conned her way into, mm-hmm. and it just seems a bit sort of that's just too easy. But okay, well here's here's one thing about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes job requirements are bullshit. Like <laughs> <laughs> if you like, there have been there were t- last time I was looking for a job, I would look at job listings that. They would list all these requirements for, like, experience you had and degrees and all sorts of stuff. And they would, like, when you look at the job description, it's like, I can do this. I know I can do this. I know I would be really good at this. And that if I could get my foot in the door to properly, um, like, no matter how well written your, your resume is, like, if you don't have these exact qualifications they want, they often won't call you anyway. But, like, if you can get the call, then, like, yeah, I can tell them how my experience in, like, a bookstore translates to administrative assistant um, experience or something, right? But, like, they want very specific things. And there are plenty of people who are perfectly capable of doing a job and maybe more capable than people who are technically qualified, um, but they don't get the chance because of their experience or lack of experience. And that this is like, I mean, and I I don't think this is the intention of the movie. I don't think this movie is trying to make this statement. But like, there is a real issue with what is ex- expected from um, a person applying for a job. Uh-huh. And, and it's it's all crap. Like, Carolyn would probably be very good at the job. Like, as far as just like the getting the reports done or whatever, but like the job requires working with people, which means she's not qualified for the job (laughs) because she is awful. Whereas Suellen like has charisma and stuff. And yeah, she lies and it's like, you know, bad or whatever, but it's also to me, it just proves my point that like you it's really capitalism is bullshit. And this is part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's go buy some GameStop stock. (laughs) <laughs> no, I like I, I do like Sue Ellen as a character because she is um, 
I mean, she gets shit done. And um, she has, mm. you know, a strong teenage uh, female lead. But if if Rose didn't say, do you want to come work for me? You know, I, w- I think I would have liked it better. But it's the fact that she still gets offered mm. a job. It just doesn't sit right with me. It's like, but then it's good that she decides, no, I'm going to go to college. And she's going to learn more yeah. things. And that's good. I respect, the- I love the fact that Rose sees that she lied um like she finds out the truth and everything but instead of like getting really angry and firing her she's like but she did a good job mm-hmm. like because a lot of people what there are people who lie on their resume um get the job do a good job but once it's found out that they lied on their resume they get fired yeah and it's like but if they're good at their job I know they want us to say, like, li- they want us to say lying's wrong or whatever, but, like, I have looked at job... Li- well, first of all, I need to get over the fact that, like, I don't apply for jobs um, that I'm not qualified for because uh, s- studies show men have no problem with that and they get the job a lot and women, like, will not apply for jobs they're not qualified for. Yeah, um, I don't do that. I know I'd get caught and I'd mess up at some point, so. But there have been times where I've seen job listings where I'm like, I could do this. Like, I think I'd be really good at this. And there's that moment where you're like, maybe I should just lie on my resume, you know, because they don't. Here's, But here's the other thing. Practically every place I've ever worked has shut down after I left. Right. So you can't check up on my ref- on my like previous employment anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I might as well lie. Um, because no one no one can check my like I have brought entire chains down when I left. So uh, <laughs> that's how it works. But there's also there's, you know, I'm I also have the problem of like Sue Ellen gets this job and like, does no one ask for a copy of her driver's license or anything? How is yeah. she filling out paperwork? But then I just I feel like we've learned so much in the past few years that I have trouble questioning this stuff anymore. But Caroline bugs me because she's just awful. Yeah, but she was right. She, yeah, she was right. A lot of villains are right. No, that's true, but she's not really a villain, no. She's not. She's just... No, well, she's a villain in the sense that she is trying to bring Sue Ellen down, and Sue Ellen is, like, literally just trying to feed the kids. No, I understand that. But still, Sue Ellen is only 17 years old, and she conned her way into a high, a very big uh, job and a business. So I I get it, but I but but then I think about her personality, and I just hate her. No, so she, much. she's no, she's not a good person. But uh, uh, David Duchovny's hardly in this. Um, I saw his name in the opening credits, and I was like, oh, David Duchovny. But then he didn't appear until like forty five minutes in or something, and he's in an extra two scenes after that. Everyone had to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> David Duchovny had this and Beethoven. Uh, right, so uh, Callum was right. So, what is uh, your your final problem? Uh, Brian's a dum dum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I have two major pieces of proof that he's a dum dum. Uh-huh. But first, I want to give him credit that like he likes Sue Ellen and he just goes for it. Like in movies, we see guys like you know, umming and erring their way to, like, asking a girl out or whatever. But he just straight up just, like, asks her on a date, and they they have nice dates. I like their dates. It makes me happy. Anytime I see one of those balls that you sit on and it bounces, I think about this movie. I think Brian is a great boyfriend, okay? I think he's great. I think he's a dumb-dumb. He's a nice guy. 
I have not done my research to see how common the name Sue Ellen was in 1991. Right. But it wasn't like my name. It wasn't like Jennifer. It was not that common. First of all, she screws up because they're fighting about, like, how she won't tell him where she works, which, like, all she needs to say is it's a boring office job downtown, and they well, they made it clear they don't want me to have visitors or anything. So, like, don't, don't come by. Don't send flowers. Like, you can get around that, right? So it's bad enough that, like, she's already telling all these lies. She can't tell that lie. Um, but then she admits, like, she was like, you're just mad because I don't want to meet your sister. But, like, did he even realize that before? Like, I don't think no. he realized she was avoiding his... So she screwed up there. Yeah. But when she says that, he should think that's weird that she, out of nowhere, is like, I don't want to meet your sister. And then he's sitting... Like, we don't know that he knows um his sister's rival's name. But then when he's in the lobby talking to her, she sees Sue Ellen and she uh-huh. goes, Sue Ellen, Sue Ellen, and Sue Ellen disappears. Yeah. Now, he's got a girlfriend who doesn't want to meet his sister, and her name is Sue Ellen. His sister has a rival at work named Sue Ellen. His girlfriend won't tell him where she works. Look. Yeah, work it out, man. I think it should be pretty obvious, right? Like, he should at least have a moment where he questions it, but he doesn't seem to do that. Second of all, at the very end, he does his romantic gesture or whatever, where he takes the, the dog mobile or whatever you call it, um, to her house, which I don't understand why he takes it home at night. Like this seems to be his vehicle, and that's yeah. weird. Um, because there, surely there's someone else there that does deliveries on his nights off. But let's not get into that. He takes yeah. the car and he's like talking over the the like loudspeaker on it. Does he not notice the dozens of cars on the yeah, property? Exactly. He gets out of the car and looks around and is like, Sue Ellen, what's going on? Like he couldn't tell from the moment he drove onto the property that there was an event going on. Yeah. Exactly. That is insane. Like, I I don't understand. This guy isn't very bright. That's my problem. Um, I agree with you. I was wondering what the hell was going on at that moment. Because that's not even the, the part that gives Sue Ellen away. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that her mum comes home, gives Sue Ellen away. Mm-hmm. So him doing that whole quote-unquote romantic gesture, um, even though he's still talking about the other man that doesn't exist, <laughs> that just seems like forced drama to me. Mm-hmm. He's a nice guy, he's a nice guy, but suddenly now he's jealous because he thinks there's another guy, even though there is absolutely no evidence of that at all. There's none. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seems as though that the writers are just like, right, we have to put another bit of conflict in here. Yeah. And then we'll just make Brian an absolute idiot who doesn't notice anything around him. When, when he, honestly, if they want him there for that, especially because you want to have the reveal of like, you know, his sister seeing him and stuff, like, I, th- they could have just had him show up with flowers. He doesn't yeah. have to talk over loudspeaker. The only the only thing purpose I think it really has is it it's what really rattles her. That and her mom showing up, it's like it's too much for her because Sue Ellen has proven to be pretty calm and collected um when these crazy things come up. Um and like I think that she may like it 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 would be hard for me to buy at this point that she couldn't just power through with like one little distraction, mm-hmm. but maybe a couple. Dist- but it's still. It seems like they're just trying to ha- add more drama, and um, well, I they think don't. The, sorry, I think the mum 
turning up would be enough, though. I think that would be enough to set anyone off. Because it's like, holy shit, everything's fucked. This is it. Mm. She's back early, and the whole thing's... I mean, as soon as she saw her mum, I just think it was like her the entire thing just crumbled round about her. So Brian being there was pointless. He didn't yeah. need to turn up at all, really. Apart from just to have him in the last scene. <laughs> well, we, I mean, we we need a resolution to their No, of course we conflicts. do, but the whole loudspeaker thing is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. fact that he does notice all those cars, I was like, Brian, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't until I watched it as an adult that I was like, oh, you can just see the cars there. Like, he should know. <laughs> yeah, he's driving, um, he's driving a vehicle. He would have to avoid a couple of them, I'd imagine, to park the vehicle. So he must know they're there. I I just want to know how her mom reacted when she found out about the job and everything. Because Sue Ellen was making $37,500 a year. Yeah. That, first of all, I have a very low paying job. We're, our salaries are a little too close for comfort considering this was 30 years ago. Yes. And then in today's money, because you know I looked that oh, up. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you. <laughs> it was 71500 That's a That's a good that's salary good. for your first, jo- well, technically second job. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. really, really good. Um, and I don't know what her mom does for a living. I mean, she obviously does something where she can leave for a couple months, but I'm wondering if she's making more than her mom does. Yeah. Also, I hope uh, What's-Her-Face from Twin Peaks gets Sue Ellen's job instead of Carolyn. Yeah. No, she deserves it better. She deserves she, it Those QED reports were beautiful. Yeah. She, she's really talented and talented and she deserves the, the job oh she's so sweet yeah i know <laughs> that's a, i was always really attached to that character when i was little and then watching it last night i was like oh she's barely in this movie yeah i know <laughs> she's really not in it very much in my head she was in so much more of it i didn't know yeah. daniel harris was in this until i started watching it i read <laughs> that this is the only movie of hers that she will actually stop and watch if it's on tv oh really yeah Right. Uh, apparently, Jennifer Love Hewitt was originally cast in that role, um, and Disney wouldn't let her out of her contract because she did a show called uh, Kids Incorporated. All right. Um, which I watched faithfully. Um, and had I had had she been able to do this movie, I'd been like, oh, it's the it's Love Hewitt from Kids Incorporated. <laughs> Love um, yeah. And if you've never seen Kids Incorporated. Uh, you should look it up on YouTube because it's terrible. It's really cheesy. It can never be on DVD or streaming because they sang pop songs. Like it was right. about like elementary school kids who sang pop songs. And there's this awful clip clip of uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt singing a Peter Gabriel song because she's pe- being bullied. And it's so weird. I loved it. But if I watched it now, I'm sure I would cringe. Yeah, call it a garbage. And the, this, this house. Uh, sorry. Sorry to go back to the house. Mm-hmm. They had a pool. I know. And like their house is in such bad shape that they don't like they hadn't even fixed up the pool for the summer. Yeah. This really bums me out. Like how how this mom has let this house go. Like I'm no matter like, look, you know, they're not going to tell their mom that the babysitter died because that's going to lead to a whole investigation. This is a whole thing. Right. They're right. going to lie to her um, about something. But they should not get in trouble for anything that happened because they did a real renovation on that house. They painted that house. <laughs> they got the pool looking nice. They got they got the like piles of newspaper off of the steps inside the house. Mm-hmm. 
Honestly, their house is probably worth more now. Yeah, it looks amazing once it's all done up. Uh, and Kenny, and stuff. Yeah. Kenny catered a whole event. Kate, right. Kenny's a chef. Like, okay. they should... <laughs> what? If we're going to talk about Kenny, I want to get my positive. Oh, okay. Okay? And my positive is Kenny and his arc. <laughs> um, and how he goes from being like a stoner loser who doesn't give a fuck to being this really competent chef who even cuts his hair. I mean, he didn't have to. He could have put up the ponytail. Oh, he cut his hair. The funny thing is, your positive is my husband's negative. Really? Yeah, he doesn't like the trope of someone's personality changes. They change how they look. And I was like, dude, but that's how it is. Like, if I'm going through something huge or I've changed in some way, I often want to do something different with my hair. The Felicity thing is real. People criticized Felicity for cutting her hair. Mm -hmm. But, like, the whole point of doing that was, like, Felicity's going through this huge breakup and she wants to make a change. That's a thing that women do, right? And yep. Kenny, like, his appearance, like, so much of it was just he didn't care. Yeah. Right? Like, th he just didn't care about anything except getting high and hanging out with his friends. Mm -hmm. And through this experience, and especially through, like, kind of causing his brother to have to go to the hospital, mm -hmm. like... I think that, that woke him up. Yeah, and he wants to look presentable. And, like, and that actor, like... He's he always has crazy adventures with babysitting. He but does. Like, <laughs> um, you know they they didn't want to cast him because he was like twenty two and they thought he looked too old and he went in with a wig and scored mm -hmm. the job. Like he looks fifteen. Yeah, um, he does look young. Uh, but I yeah I love his arc and I love that it's like it's something he comes to on his own. Like she's yeah. yelling at him to be more responsible throughout the movie and his mom you know yells at him a little at the beginning. But like he has to make mistakes to get to where he wants to change. Uh -huh. Like he's the one who watches a cooking show and is which I'm sorry I forgot that this was actually going to be one of my problems. That entertainment center. <laughs> I remember even when I was a kid being like, I don't understand what's impressive about this. No, I don't understand. Like, I'm going to assume either. the sound is really good, but that TV's really small. The TV's small, and it also looks like they've got about 50 VHSs. VHS yeah, players. like, <laughs> one of the things I read about the movie was like, uh, it was like, it seems like the point of this whole system is that it's cool because it has lots of blank tapes on a shelf. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I get the satellite dish being cool, but like, I remember even as a kid looking at that and being like, I don't understand what's impressive about this. No, it's tall. There's a lot of things that they probably don't even gonna they're never gonna use mm -hmm. um and a small tv that's it they should have i mean it sh why wasn't it a big screen tv i exactly. don't i still don't understand to be fair um, it was a child who ordered it and children are stupid <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true um i guess my positive is rose right okay i just think rose is a really good character i well first of all i mean to this day it's all you know i'm right on top of that rose around here like, if Dylan asked me, like, did you do this thing? I'm like, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Um, that is a thing that you, if you say it to a millennial, you can tell if they've seen the movie. Because they'll either get really excited or look at you like you're an idiot. You know, she doesn't like Carolyn. But she's going to promote her because she sees that she deserves it. Which a lot of people, there are people who have worked at a place long enough, gotten the experience and stuff that, like, 
there is a promotion that they do deserve and they don't get. And she was going to give it to her, but Carolyn is the worst. Mm-hmm. So, like, she sees Sue Ellen Even and, like... she was right. She, yes, she was right. But she not only hires her based on the resume, but I think it's just that she enjoys talking to her. Like, they are vibing very well, and she sees that. She puts her in the job, like... She's she seems like a really nice boss. <laughs> like she's a she she's assertive and tells her exactly what she wants, but like she also just seems pretty chill. Um like I wish my boss was more like Rose. But also when she finds out the truth, she doesn't get angry. She's just like, "Well, you did a good job." Like you want to come work with me? And she like basically she makes it clear like I will I can be a mentor for you and I can help open doors for you if you want. Like that she instead of like retaliating or something, she just decides to be there for her and asks her to lunch the next week. Like this is a woman that is going to like because she and Sue Ellen got along so well that she is going to probably have a lifelong friendship with her. And I like that. I also like that when she, when Sue Ellen says, Hey, your boyfriend's been hitting on me and those roses were for me. She doesn't get mad at Sue Ellen. No. Like a woman does both in real life sometimes and in the movies In the yeah. movies, like the woman would be like, I don't believe you, you know, whatever. She immediately believes Sue Ellen. And it seems she's probably ditching Gus for good. And like, just goes about her business. Like Rose is who I think most women want to be. Right. I've been watching a lot of like, you know, quote unquote chick flicks lately. <laughs> and um, women don't get to be like that in movies. No, she's a good character. I just want to go back to Kenny very, very briefly. Okay. If Kenny didn't have that arc and that redemption thing at the end, he would have been one of my problems. Mm-hmm. If he just got away with being a douche the entire time, but I was really surprised by the whole cooking thing. It was there, he was watching the cooking programs, but it didn't really dawn on me that that's where it was going. Mm-hmm. So it was quite good, you know, he's just watching the cooking programs and then he's a chef. i love that they show him messing up the first batches of waffles like that it's not that he all of a sudden discovers he's an amazing chef like this is someone who saw something thought hey i'm gonna do this tried kind of failed but was like i'm gonna keep working on it and like even his stoner friends were like helping him figure out the recipe like It was it was really sweet. And the thing is, like, in high school, I knew a lot of stoners and they really are. It's like Spicoli, right? Like that, like, they can be really annoying. They come off as like, you know, lazy jerks sometimes, but they gen- they usually have a heart of gold. Yeah. <laughs> There's usually something sweet there. Uh, they're just too stoned to always express it. <laughs> So, before we uh, finish up, I've just got a few sort of notes that I've written down that I couldn't say anywhere else. Okay. When Sue Ellen uses the fax machine, Mm -hmm. the fax machine burps. (laughs) I almost wrote that down. That. That is such a 90s thing, like 80s, 90s thing. that is so fucking stupid. I was like, oh, come on. And then I wrote it down. The fax machine burps. <laughs> Do you want to know what my problem with that scene is? What? The fact that um, in like, I understand the point of the scene is to show she doesn't know what she's doing. Right. Yeah. But like anyone who has ever worked in an office and ever worked with fax machines and printers knows that it doesn't matter how experienced someone is. They can still be having major issues <laughs> 
with the fax machine. Because they're terrible. Um, especially if it's if it's your first day. Like, even if you've worked with fax machines before, if this is a new one, you might be struggling. So, whereas we're supposed to see this woman who doesn't know what she's doing, I'm like, well, that's just working in an office. Yeah. Yeah. Another note I had was, um, this is this movie was edited down to give it a PG-13. Uh-huh. Um, but it was only one word. And uh, Sue Ellen says to uh, Kenny, when are you going to help me out, um, you lazy little punk? But she's... Mm-hmm. She mouths the word prick. Oh. But it was dubbed over. Um, so they cut out the word prick to keep it from having an R rating, which is really strange. But it had it had seven fucks. But in the movie. Yeah, I read that it was PG thirteen even though it had seven fucks. It doesn't have seven fucks, it has one fuck. Maybe a different version did? Maybe? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention, like I'm so I mean, you've heard me. Mm-hmm. I, I curse like a sailor, so yeah. like it's not as noticeable to me. Yeah. Um, no, Ke- Kenny swears when he drops the, the weed plant out of the window and it smashes, he goes, fuck, that's the only F-bomb that's in it. That's why it's um, it was rated 15 over here, because we didn't have 12 back then. So. But IMDb never lies, ever. No, no. <laughs> IMDb is a fountain of knowledge. And never lies. Dan Castaneda, who's the voice of um, Homer Simpson, uh, he does mm-hmm. the voice of the animated babysitter in the, the opening mm-hmm. credits. Um, that's all my facts. That's all my fun <laughs> facts. Um, and things that I couldn't put anywhere else. Oh, you know another thing I have problems with? Mm. Shoulder pads, always and forever. Just shoulder yeah. pads. This is a lot of shoulder pads. Pointless. Although, Although I do feel that Rose and uh, Sue Ellen pull it off, or Swell, as she's credited on Don't Tell Him Booster's Dead. I, d- I never noticed that's how she was credited till just now. The, the mom um, is credited as mom. Yeah. She doesn't have a name. Because she doesn't deserve a name. No, because she's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, she has amazing children. And it's it's so sad that it was her absence that made them so amazing. Yeah. Also, wouldn't doesn't does the mom not have insurance? Why do they have to be on Sue Ellen's insurance? Well, she's pretend. Uh, yeah. Well, she's pretending to be the mom, isn't she? Or yeah, but she didn't bother to pretend to be a mom until the hospital call. No, that's true. I don't think she ever filled out paperwork, or else they might know her age. So, what was the the other child, the middle child? What was he? Because I think it's just. The two youngest that were supposed to be her children. I think he was too old. So what, um, they never mentioned what his role was. Yeah, I mean, I never really got into like her, you know, talking about the children to other people beyond that. Yeah. So, I mean, she had said that Kenny was her stepson at the hospital. So she could always say mm-hmm. some sort of stepchild or something. But yeah. And also looking at all these kids, couldn't the mom have like worked out something with a friend's parent where like maybe they stayed with a friend for the summer yeah. or something like if you're gonna leave five kids she's useless well and the, i mean and this is why i only have one kid because i think i'd be a terrible mother if i had five <laughs> kids and i know that about myself this movie should be called don't tell mom she's fucking useless yes don't tell mom she's fucking useless <laughs> i sorry i have to write that down but, um, <laughs> It's so interesting. Like, this is one of those movies that I love watching as an adult. Yeah. Because, yeah, I see more problems because I do think about, like, 
HR paperwork and stuff, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the kind of like practical adult stuff. But then it's also like, as a kid, I didn't understand that this mom is awful. Yeah. No, she's terrible. Um, So on that note, that's all we have time for. The next movie we're covering is Supergirl from 1984. Because I really want to talk about that movie. I've just bought the Blu-ray. I want to talk about the movie. In fact, I got it for Christmas. So I want to talk about <laughs> that movie. I think the plan is that this is going. This podcast is now going to be released weekly on the Monday. And my other podcast, Fringe Division, is going to get moved to Thursdays, I think. So we're going to be releasing two podcasts a week now. And Drop the Pilot will like make appearances every now and then when I can do them. Mm-hmm. Um so you can follow the follow us on Twitter at Drop the Pilot Pod. Shiftybase.co.uk is the website. Contact at shiftybase.co.uk. Uh, so where can the people follow you on the internet, Jen? Uh, I tweet at uh, at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter. I also have a podcast, uh, Closer to Free, it's Party Five mm-hmm. Rewatch Podcast. Every week I say I'm going to be more active on the internet, and then I'm not. You do this podcast, so that's, you know, that's something at least. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah, so, but I mean, thank you all for listening, and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.